Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Guys, hear me? I'm having severe issues. Um, none of the stuff that's supposed to be working is actually working. You can hear me. Okay, that's good. Good to know. The audio, I updated something like. Seconds before coming on live. There we go. Hey. Whew. Now, I know that sounds weren't working last time. Um, the sound bites weren't working. For some reason. And clearly the chat isn't working either. Hey, what's up? And clearly the chat isn't working either. Hey, what's I uh I don't know why I'm having this bug. My chat's still broken, yeah. So, you know something funny that happened last week? So, on Friday, I remember I saw some comments. People were saying, hey, I couldn't... My sound effects weren't playing through. Uh, and I updated the computer. And then afterwards, 
Yeah, chat isn't showing up. It's just showing one comment so far. There are like other comments. Um, so it played. Like it literally played the audio effect after I updated the computer. So I like played it. I opened OBS and it played the sound effect. So here, uh, just because I think Hana played this, I'll play this just, just to, you know. You got your baited. You got, you got your baited. You got your baited. Chatterino. Okay, can we vote to remove? I think it may have worked now. Hey. Uh, yeah. She's doing something over there on the. They she just left, so I was gonna ask her exactly what she's planning on doing on the couch. But uh, you know, we can ask her when she comes back. Yeah, YouTube isn't showing on chat, so. I don't know what's going on. Um, see, now Twitch isn't showing up either. I might as well just go back to the old system that I had because Restream worked on my uh the restream chat worked like last on the other computer but it's obviously not working here this is so annoying uh because it's like every stream I may just go back to the regular, to the way that I had it before. You know, I think I'm just going to go back to that. I'm just going to do Chatterino. And then, uh, let me see. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do, Frosty. I'm just going to do it like that. Um, There you go, there's Chatterino. And then 
chatterino and then I'm gonna do the YouTube chat appreciate every single one of you for being patient with this. This was not what I was hoping would happen. I tested it out. Clearly, there's something wrong. Right now it's double twitch, so it's about to change. Anyway, fuck. My voice volume is low? Hello. Let me edit this real quick. I can change this. Mic settings. It's at max. Microphone setup. Okay, voice speed. Not voice speed. I need voice volume, bro. Okay, here we go. Hello. Hello. Hello? It's not letting me bring it up. It's maxed out. There's something. Can you hear me still? I'm good on the voice volume. Hello, 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 okay, there we go, hello, 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 now it's peaking, hello, hello, you okay? You not sound like you're okay. Okay, let me pop out the YouTube chat now. Okay. What are you doing? 
Why? It's okay. They don't care about the mess. Yes, it's on. Well, YouTube should be working now, but it looks so small. I have to figure out what is going on with that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, more of a mess. I agree. Hey, what's up, Dom? Hey, everybody. Sorry about this rough start to the stream. Um, got a lot going on. It's been a lot, a lot going on. Um, but we're here. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, feel like I jeopardized the entire stream doing this. I know it's ugly. I have to figure out what happened with the restream chat. The restream chat is just not working. Anyway. This is how we're going to have to do it for now. Not ideal, but... Okay. Entertain you. <laughs> yeah, let me get... I should get started on that, huh? Oh, thank you for the... Sex on the beach. Thanks for the follow. Um, okay. Where were we? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It feels like a Monday. Yes, wow. That is the title of the stream. It does feel like a Monday indeed. Uh, hi, everybody. Hey. Uh, the sound. We're doing good on the sound now. You guys can hear me? Okay. So there are a few different things I wanted to look at. Um, today that are going on. I say this as I've wasted several minutes setting up because, you know, it's been a busy day and I thought I could just go live because I tested this over the weekend, but clearly it did not work. Um, anyway, you guys see this whole situation with Rolo Tomasi and the fresh and fit guys? He's like beefing with, um, what do you call it? He's beefing with Destiny and Sneeko. It's one of the few times that I'll ever, you'll ever see me saying that Sneeko had a point. Uh, so we only have Destiny and Sneeko on there. Destiny and, and Rolo Tomasi. I did reach out to Rolo. I wanted to interview him or at least like chat with him. I'm also reaching out to other people too. But, uh, you know, I don't know. His last message to me led me to believe that maybe he's not, he's not of the, uh, he's not down. That's just, that's just what I, the impression that I got. 
Which is fine. He said, I got you, and never responded. You'll burn down the red pills you're eating together, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, Roxanne. Hello, everybody. Hello. So, see what they're saying. Doubt is anything good. Has anything to do with the subprime mortgage crisis? Mm -hmm. I think it has way more to do with the phone and specifically Dunbar's number. What's happened is these people now have unlimited options, whereas their brain was developed through evolution for 150 people. Now they have options to everyone and everything they, they can see. They message Drake. Drake messages them back. They fuck Drake. And now the girl thinks that Drake is the baseline for what she can date. And now the, guy, the next guy who's alpha widowed after that has to deal with that. And I know it may seem like it's uh, anecdotal. I just see this hundreds of times where... Alpha Widowed? What the fuck is even that? EA player. And you've probably seen this too. And you're like, no, you fucked him once. You're not dating him. I know mm -hmm. his wife. You, you you got to fuck a couple of times. Yeah. And it and it skews 
it skews the data set so much to where you have women and they're, 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 they come on these shows and they're like, Hey, I'm a 10 and this is what I deserve. Mm. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. I get it that you fucked an NBA player, but like now you've confused yourself into thinking like, this is what the, the, the world is going to be like for you. Social media led to that. And I think it, it's specifically done. Can, can I, I, think, can I clear? Cause I know where you're going to go with this before, before, before you get there. Cause I'm going to hit on you for one second here. Cause you, this was you. Damn. So 30%. So like, and because I want to clarify this because I think I, this will just save us some time here. So like you were on the show here and you guys were having this back and forth about like how many, what's the percentage of uh, college co-eds are getting flown out to yacht parties with Drake or, you know, NBA players and stuff like that. And you guys said 30%. And I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> no, it's not 30%, but it's not, it's not who's actually being flown. So you guys think it's bad that destiny is debating these guys? Uh, why even associate with them? I mean, here's the thing. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, too. I think that, I don't know. I'm of the idea that people should be constantly debating and talking to people who they may not agree with. You know, you know what I mean? In the sense that you don't want to just silo yourself from a different perspective you don't want to just put yourself in a like where you're just essentially just talking with people who agree with you that's that's not really first off that's not entertaining for viewers it's just people agreeing with each other and second you're not really challenging and growing in terms of ideas giving a platform to the worst of the worst. I mean, Destiny is on their platform. How is Destiny platforming them? And they're huge. They have more followers than Destiny on here. They have 1.3 million subscribers. Added all together, all these Red Pill guys have more followers than Destiny. Destiny is a what, a 600-something K? So... I think it's great to have these exchanges of ideas and to, you know, challenge these guys on stuff. There's like, there are good points that, that are made just as a result of having these conversations. He's not going to convert their audience. It's a net zero for him. I mean, you could say that about every situation. You could say that about, um, like, for example, Trump going on CNN for that, like, he's not going to convert a CNN audience. They're obviously more liberal than people who vote for Trump, right? Why did Trump do that? You could you could even say that about, um, like, Democrats who do debates on Fox News. Why are they going to go do debates on Fox News? Because, I mean, if you just bury yourself in a foxhole on your side, then... I mean, you're, you're essentially going to insulate yourself. You, your ideas are going to just die. Yeah, but it's easier to convert dumb people to dumb ideas. Um, I don't know about that. I've seen a lot of really smart people believe in, in, in some really dumb shit. Um... You know what I mean?
Uh, Fresh and fit is a cultural phenomenon. How do they have fans? It's crazy. Because they appeal to a certain demographic that needs that message. Like, it's not because... Here's the thing that I think a lot of people misunderstand. It's not because you you ignore and you say that an entire segment of people are bad that they're going to stop existing. You're just opening yourself up to other people come in and talk to them in a way that's usually not conducive to any sort of progress, right? What happened? For the longest time, I mean, and I'm saying this as somebody who's like very liberal, right? For the longest time on the left... There are a lot of people who are like, oh, men are bad. Toxic masculinity. They're fucking awful. Da, 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 da. And that essentially set the stage for people like the Fresh and Fits of the world, the Rolo Tomasis of the world, and everybody else to just step in and take that whole audience in one fell sweep. Right? Uh, it just opened that up. If if we were If we were more accepting of the edgy young teens who like i i understand where those kids come from like and we spoke to them on their level there'd be a lot more of them who'd be on our side instead of going and gravitating to these guys who are who are legitimately to to many extent uh grifters they appeal to young men with poor values that don't have good role models they're literally selling what horny teen 20-something men think they're looking for. And, I mean, yeah. That's that's what, that's, you know what? Traditionally, our side used to do that too. The, and I'm talking about our side as in the left. Right? Even center, even people in the center appealed more to those exact same folks I mean, just look at those movies. Like, uh, look at movies like, uh, um, like American Pie, for example. Right? It used to appeal that to that exact demographic, but it had liberal values to it. Right? What What happened? It's like people just decided to say, you know, fuck those, uh, fuck people like that. I feel like internet sheltered young men see the variety of women available on Instagram or on OnlyFans. And think that's what all women are like. I don't think so. I think that there are there's a segment of guys who just don't go out and don't have enough interactions, unfortunately. And then they just feel they just feel ostracized, honestly. And there's honestly, those guys are probably really scared of even talking to women like that. And yeah. Yeah, but it's also because white Hollywood. I don't know. I don't know. I would argue that men or boys behaving isn't really a new development. It is just now relatively more recent to call out that behavior, toxic masculinity. Yeah, but there's a way to call it, though. And I do think that there are a lot of young men who are open to uh, growing, right? And if you talk to them in a certain way where you show them like right from wrong, right? They'll go that way. There are a lot of young men who like very quickly realize the grift of the red pill and how it's unsustainable, right? There are a lot of young men who like listen to these guys. They take the advice 
that at, at its core, there's something that appeals to every man, right? But they take that advice and then they see that it only goes to a certain extent. And then they, what's up? Oh, why? Because it stopped the music? Okay, here, I'll, I'll just, uh, here, one sec. I'll be right back, folks. One sec. I th- this is just me spitballing here, but like it, it, right now, I think in particularly because women have uh, entered into the workforce, because they have educations, because they have basically become the men that they wanted to marry, they don't need men anymore. They want men. Who do they want? They want Brock the bartender. They want the pool boy because he represents the hot, the hot, fun sex, the short-term uh, you know, sexual uh, genetic benefits guy. They don't need it because they can take care of that shit for themselves. I guess what so. I'm not understanding, and this is what I, I – and I, I don't know if there's a way yeah, to reconcile this. Let me, this, just, it feels let, me like, just, let me just define sure, it yeah. really, just really quickly because everybody's going to like lose their shit on this. But mm-hmm. like whenever we talk about like – Alpha, beta, whatever. And if you want to get into sociosexual hierarchies, you can say delta, gamma, whatever. But uh, I only you ever use alpha and, and beta because it just distills these things down to placeholder terms. Sure, so placeholder, I yeah. don't think that human males are like silverback gorillas, right? Or, okay. or wolves on the Arctic tundra or something like that, okay? <laughs> do, you, do you understand? The day she got married, the alpha was the guy she married. And I understand time, what you're saying, but yeah. the because you're making this appeal to evolutionary biology. Mm-hmm. But when we look at alphas in other species, those... Like, like it, it, the whole thing is like, like, I just come back. I missed everything they talked about. And I, I already know it's such a silly conversation to even have. Yes, that is Rollo Tony. Um, it's such a silly conversation, like framing alphas and betas, even in the context of humans, even in the context of animals. They're like it, alpha, and, alpha and beta really depends on the context that you're in. You can be an alpha, quote unquote, alpha in a certain context, but you can be a beta in another Right. Um, Andrew Tate and others like him are just current faces, but I don't think they're they're saying anything revolutionary. It's just more obnoxious slash viral. I don't know if if it makes sense. No, it does. So Andrew Tate, when you look at what he says, it's the most traditionalist. It's not the most traditionalist, but it's like the most uh, he appeals to like this male fantasy that incorporates this um, traditionalist ideas with, um, in essence, this playboy lifestyle, right? Uh, This playboy jet-setting, multi-million-dollar lifestyle, right? And why does that that appeal to young men? Because they all want to be successful. They all want to be, you know, you're sold this fantasy and you... Like there are videos that explain this hormonally that men are wired to have as many uh, uh, partners as possible, right? There's one that explains how uh, like modern porn like hacks the male brain because you have that in your head, right? You have that that trigger. You obviously don't have to abide by that trigger. You, if you have any sort of restraint, you're not going to. But you know, like that's essentially you know that what Andrew Tate feeds into and when you're like in your teens and your hormones are going all over the place you're like literally guided by that that's all you like you're you wanting to like have as many partners as possible that's why like movies that really tapped into that really well made fun of that exact thing of so many guys who wanted to do that and failed right uh either failed or were relatively successful or the ones who were actually very successful weren't ever the ones who were hooking up with every single girl because that 
never happened in, in high school, at least not in mine. It was the guys who had like, were in relationships, right? Those were usually the guys who were framed as like the cool guys, the ones who were like dating uh, and were in steady relationships. They're just working off of the absurdity and whoever is triggered. And that's exactly why we're watching. It's trapping you even. I mean, I think that I don't think that they're really going off of who's triggered. I think that they're actually debating ideas and concerns that men have. And that's why there's so much appeal to this. How many people are watching? 18,000? 31,000 people are watching this. That's why you have 31,000 people watching this shit an hour in. So, guys, you're a fucking leader, right. you know? Maybe not Negan, but the, sure. the, other, the other, whatever they do with the pistol, <laughs> I forgot what his name was. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But you sure. are going to want the guy who is going to be willing to right. do the most violence and feel the least guilt about it. I, 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 I try to, like, make comparisons here with, with uh, like, the alpha archetypes. So, like, if you would look at, like, say, Captain America, alpha. If you look at Iron Man, also alpha. But they're different kinds of alphas. If you've got, if you've got Superman, you've got Batman. Batman's the Dark Knight, and he's the vigilante, and he's they a, do, he's a dark. But then you've got the you know truth, justice, and the American way. You so also got, say, however, I will say all. Oh, it absolutely. There is an absolutely escapist aspect to this and fantasy too. So that's what they sell. That's what ultimately they're appealing to that male fantasy, you know. But they're appealing to it in the most depraved way possible. Like his latest tweet, and I even mentioned this in a video where I made where I made fun of him for getting cocked by Sneeko. And he made a tweet where he said, "Men should get married. Men should have as many partners as possible. Get a vasectomy and lift." And this, and I'm like, "Bro, what are you talking about? Like that's that leads to the most miserable life ever. Like the the one way path to being miserable." Is to have zero intimacy. You know? Back to the 13th century, Genghis Khan. The man with the broadest shoulders who could swing the sword the hardest. Women are going to be more attracted to him. What is his resource? His resource is the ability to conduct violence on her behalf to protect her offspring. And so that's... See, that's why I think it's important that Destiny is in a show like this. Because he's challenging these same guys. This guy's talking about fucking Genghis Khan as like an example like today are you fucking kidding me like like are you fucking kidding me this this dude un, un, unironically just brought up Genghis Khan as an example of alpha Genghis Khan Genghis fucking Khan Genghis fucking Khan like this is just sounds so unbelievably stupid we live in a society that isn't even remotely close to the like just in level of violence Okay, when was the last time you saw a leader going out and murdering as many people as fucking Genghis Khan? Okay? We're, still talk, we're talking to millions and millions of people. Yeah, but it's still the, the women there are going to be selective in ways that they never would be in normal society. When but you're the, on a five to one discrepancy if, there. If we, were to look at, if we were to look at Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge and the total usage compared to the population, it's a pretty significant number of women that are attracted to men just because of the... Tell me your tone deaf without telling me. Yeah, so... That's the that's part of the point. Yes, they're they're tone deaf, but these conversations are so much based on speculation of like and absolutes, right? Because they try to frame this is what an alpha is. Take this example from fucking nine hundred years ago, where this motherfucker was murdering people left and right. Okay, women would flock to him. They would flock to him, and da 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 da. 
You know what I mean? That, 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 it, like, it just sounds patently insane that you would even argue that, uh, like, bring Genghis Khan in an argument about Alpha, which is a situation that doesn't apply today. We have soldiers that go and, and we have drones that kill more people than Genghis Khan could ever fucking murder, right? Genghis Khan was a badass motherfucker tyrant dictator warlord. We have yet to see the likes of him in our lifetime. Yeah, so. <laughs> I made a video talking about, uh, and I, com- I I said that I thought there was nobody who murdered more humans than Hitler. And somebody mentioned Genghis Khan. And I was like, did Genghis Khan murder millions of people? I know Genghis Khan murdered a lot of people, but I don't know if he murdered millions of people. Like, it, it, by by the standard that they're going by, like, Genghis Khan would see them sitting at a desk, talking, and would just offer their heads. You know what I mean? We have not seen the long-term effects yet of this generation and what they're being exposed to at a younger and younger age with everything more and more accessible. Young brains are literally broken before they reach full brain development. And this is also why a lot of people struggle through their 20s and even 30s because they have created a brain that is either numb to it all or addicted to bad things, porn, drugs, sex, clicks, etc. Yeah, there is truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. I think that Honestly, I think that, I mean, I keep thinking about this, this thing that Tim Dillon said, like years ago, he said that the the worst thing that could ever happen to humanity is every person has a podcast. (laughs) And this is a great example of it. But you know, as long as, as long as there's like an exchange, a healthy exchange of ideas, you know, I feel like you could mitigate that. I feel like the good ideas always rise to the top. Yeah, yeah, bad ideas will become super popular, but after a certain amount of time, there's like a balance, you know? Like you'll chip away at it. And that's kind of like what we're seeing with this guy, these guys. Like, and I saw I saw Destiny comment on this yesterday or the day before. He was talking about like um why he thinks that the red pill, like why he, he thinks Sneeko turned on the red pill. And I made a video about this too when Sneeko like kind of I, I Sneeko betrayed the red pill. And, but I think Destiny was on point when he said this because, like, the Red Pill's dying and Sneeko's just trying to, like, rebrand, you know? Part of the reason why the Red Pill is dying is, like, it kind of reached that climax of, like, of knowledgeability, not knowledgeability, but of people knowing about it, right? It can't gain a new audience because it reached that peak, that saturation, right? And now... You know, how, how are they going to rebrand? They're trying to go, you know, they're a bunch, you see a bunch of them going different ways, right? Fresh and Fit have been going more conservative, more to the right. Sneeko's going more Muslim, right? So is Andrew Tate. Like, all these guys kind of moving away from that movement, right? So that's why it's a grift, because they're not really committed to it. I wouldn't even say that Rollo Tomasi is a grifter. I, I would say he's actually committed to this, and a lot of these guys just jumped in there for the trend, and now they're trying to move on to the next thing. Right? Stop giving into their shit. Why you keep? Because it's I'm part of the internet. I mean, I, I don't want to live in a silo. You know? I, I'm interested in having conversations about this stuff. I'm inviting one of these guys to talk to him. I would like to do more conversations. I built, built out the studio that we're working on. 
I do plan on doing interviews. I'm inviting different people who I agree and disagree with to talk. I invited uh, I invited somebody today um, to see if they wanted to hop in and chat. Um, you know. Uh, so. Let me see. I don't think, you know, I, for a while I was kind of like just minding my business and I really enjoy that because that, that kind of afforded me the peace of mind to take care of stuff that I had to take care of as far as my business and like building this stuff. Um, I'm not going to say who I invited. I just don't want to put that out there unless the person agrees to it. You know, I did mention that I invited Tony because, uh, you know, I'm watching him. I've had a few like back and forth with him on Twitter that I was kind of just messing with him and seeing if he responded. And he's kind of a lol cow. He'll respond to anything. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk to him just because there are some things that he says that's like practical advice for men that works, but there's a lot. I would say like there's a lot that really isn't good for men in the long run. And, and some of it, I have to know, some of it is like bait or if it's just like, you know, Hello, flowers. Nice. Silo on 007. Yes. These men talking about alpha beta crap, but to me, two of the strongest males ever to me are the two male penguins at the New York Zoo, a bonded pair. They were given an egg to hatch and a chick to raise. Tango. Hey, good for them. They're responsible parents. Like guys who have dark triad traits end up uh, having higher sexual partners. Yeah, they do, well. but it's because people with dark triad traits want to have more sex, right? That's the issue is they yeah, tend to chase them. That, when that, if you okay, chase so them, that, that but that only works one way. So like, why is it that women find dark triad traits attractive in the first place? I don't think That's women what... generally find dark triad traits. Have you, are you familiar with the study they did where they describe like the tennis player and they ask women, there's a really famous one, they ask women if they find him more or less attractive. And um, basically... 10 things you may not know about Genghis Khan. Let's see. Genghis wasn't his real name. He had a rough childhood. There is no definitive record of what he looked like. Some of his most trusted generals were former enemies. It's actually smart. He rarely left the score unsettled. He was responsible for the deaths of as many as 40 million people. Holy shit, they were right. He was tolerant of different religions. He installed one of the first international postal systems. No one knows how he died or where he was buried. The Soviets tried to snuff out his memory in Mongolia. That's weird. That's fucking weird as fuck. I mean, or submissive, women picked like the baseline guy with less written about him. And as they continue to add and take away was, from... Was the baseline guy a tennis player too? Um, yeah, it was just it was the first three sentences without any added descriptors to them, basically. By the way, okay. they've done the same experiment with with uh, hiring practices, and they found the same thing. People would just pick the first person. I think sure, just, potentially. You know, although yeah. they, I mean, they did in that study, they did a better job of shuffling around than just like the first person. Yeah. But what they found when they started to um, when they started to add and take away more is there's this concept, and it and it pairs really well with this concept earlier we talked about about the alpha male that women are drawn towards alpha guys that are violent and all this shit. And no, really, they're drawn. You know, you know why this whole thing is bullshit? Just think of the most violent person there is, right? And then think of Pete Davidson. 
that's it. Asshole. But a guy can be really inspirational and maybe he's a little bit mean sometimes, but he gets people to do things. And that pro-social part of the alpha thing is really, 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 really important. Well, that all rocks on real well, except for the fact that you've got uh, convicted killers in prison right now. And you've got women who are creating, you know, teenage fan clubs to go get with those guys. Now, of course, what happens is everybody says, well, they're all damaged goods. But the problem is, is you see this over and over and over again. Somebody just sent me this. The Richard recently. Ramirez thing where yeah, well, people were Anders flashing. Brevik, the, uh, the Boston Marathon Jeffrey bomber. Dahmer. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard, yeah those guys. Jeffrey Dahmer was homosexual. So, and had yeah. and had fucking girls so coming out there. It's, yeah, it's, it's what's known as hybristophilia. Okay, now are all women hybristophiles? No. no, but only women are hybristophiles. So there is something that maps on to the attraction to guys who have a capacity for violence and extreme violence as well. Sure. So, well, that's kind of true. But like, aren't couldn't I also argue anecdotally that there's a lot of guys that are obsessed with like BPD girls? <laughs> Yeah, I mean those they're super fun. Yes, I but agree. we're talking but about guys who have who are very antisocial, like provenly antisocial. Yeah, I don't, who well, are like the, when we say in jail I don't, I don't, for violent crimes. I don't know if that's always the case though, because when you look at like the cult leaders, they have to actually separate mm -hmm. female prison guards from the male population because the girl the guards fall in love with those those the Exactly, killers. but it's probably because the traits that they exhibit aren't ASPD traits. They're not actually antisocial personalities or traits. They are, usually a lot of these, especially these cult leader guys, come off as like relatively charming, relatively funny. Well, most pretty people with antisocial personalities sort of come off as they relatively can. charming. Yeah, they can be very manipulative. Yeah, yeah. But, so, the, but the way that they do it isn't because there's this idea of the alpha. It's just like, oh, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to get you. But that's not. Chat, can we do something? I really want to chat with Rolo. I also want to chat with Destiny, but I don't know if Destiny would do it. I don't know if he... You know, my numbers aren't where they used to be. Uh, so I don't know if he would do it or if he'd be interested in talking with me. But I'm pretty sure that Rolo could potentially do it because he, he has responded to me before on Twitter and he has responded to me on in DMs. Would some of you be willing to at him on Twitter telling him to talk to me? To like, hey, would love to see you do an interview with Def Noodles. I have other people as well, I should say, that I'm I'm working on interviewing, but he's the first one who's responded so far. Yes. You don't have to if you don't feel like doing it. But if you feel like doing it and you'd like to see that. Okay. All right, let's see if we can make this happen, chat. That'd be fun. And then, Frosty, I would love it if you could help me come up with questions and uh, and, and ways to challenge him, Frosty. I know you're very good at this. You're very smart, Frosty. I think I speak for everybody right now. You're very smart. You're being automated. Can we can one of the mods see what's happening with Captain Dick Breath? Why they're being auto modded? Flattery doesn't work on you. Uh hold on one sec. The mic is broken on the mic. Hold on one sec. It's not like I used to say, well, you know, guys would be like, oh, roll up, I'm five nine. I'm I'm doomed. I'm never gonna find a I'm never gonna find a chick. I'm always like, okay, we'll find a girl who's five eight. That's not enough. Because what happens is that guy who's five nine stands next to you. And now he looks like the, the, the hottest guy in the fucking club because he is the one that's taller than your man. 
So it's, there, again, we go back to the perceptual thing once again. It's not necessarily finding the guy who's or finding the woman who's you know, just you're one fine. inch shorter. Really you also have to be, out, you be higher, uh, uh, you know, taller than everybody else in the room. So would you guys say height is a byproduct of height attraction is a byproduct of absolute? Or I think you're height, saying it's not absolute. I'm you're saying, saying that height could be an attractive quality, but yeah. I think we jump too quickly from what do you find attractive to what are men, uh, what what are women actually selecting? So they're not actually for? sleeping with them. They're not selecting they're for saying, it. It's just like yeah. a yeah, correct. Um, I just I just know too many male strippers who've been with three four hundred girls. Okay, like, but like, what percentage of the population are male strippers? Right, but but, but the thing is, while that is <laughs> the case, just, that's it. While it, that yeah. is the case, that's mm -hmm. the reason why those women are selecting them because of their physical attractiveness. Like at some point, the six foot three Australian guy who has six pack abs, who it just has plethora of women coming after him, does show that women find physical attractiveness. And I agree with that, yet there's no shortage of doctors and lawyers, you know, that uh, are happily, like, in relationships. It's not like right. some guy's like, fuck, like, I became a lawyer at a law firm, I'm a doctor, like, I'm right. not a six-pack, I'm never going to find a woman. Like, right. those people don't exist. Well, I think right? what we're talking about, though, is the guy who can sleep with hundreds of women. I'm not saying they mm -hmm. should, but I'm just saying that those guys who can, mm -hmm. that there's usually something that they do that is above and beyond. They are True, and the thing that they do that's above and beyond is they go for women. That's the big separator okay, is whether or not you go after the women or not, right? Because again, when you look at the average heights and you look at the average partners, you're not finding that like all these women, it's like 15 average partners when you're six foot plus and only three partners for guys. Like even guys that were five, two to five, four, my short Kings, no offense. Even okay. those guys were on average, like 9.1 partners. They were like four average partners. Okay. So, uh, I guess frosty isn't up for, for being a part of this. Um, Frosty is in a, a hose. Okay, Frosty thinks I should have. Uh, okay, I think that's uh, that's what. So, f I guess I'll talk to Hose. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Me and Hoes, I was talking about, I'm trying to set, I'm, I'm going to start doing interviews consistently on my main channel, right? And I'm going to interview different people, some of, some of whom I agree with, some of whom I don't. And I was, I, I've reached out to Rolo. I've reached out to other people as well. I reached out to somebody for them to come in, come on the pod, on the, on the pod today or on the live today, but they, they haven't responded. Um, but uh, I was I was telling people, hey, if you want to see this guy, you know, maybe message, uh, DM him, not DM him, uh, at him on uh, Twitter or whatever, and like just let him know, you know, to to do this. 
and hopefully we'll get them to do it. And uh, and then they said, hey. Um, then I said, hey, because Frosty appears to not like Rolo. Frosty has been very, very strong in their condemnation of Rolo. And they and I said, well, why don't you why don't you help me come up with uh, some some things to challenge Rolo? And they said, well, um, Hose is better at this than me. So. Is that not who you were talking about today? Uh, no, not not for today. I didn't try to get Rolo for today. That was someone else. We can work on questions on the Discord. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. Anything you want to like challenge him or things that you want to ask him that, you know, I feel like we could we could do and even during the interview, which I don't know if I'm going to broadcast. Maybe I'll just record it and then afterwards. Yeah, we can do that. I can have the Discord open. You guys can hear the questions. And you guys can uh, like set, feed me stuff that you want me to to say. You know, we can treat it like a live, but not live, because I don't know how he wants to do it. But I I'm planning on putting these on my main channel, right? So, um, you know, it would be a little different than the live. Yeah, we can work on that. That'd be cool. So yeah, if you if you're in the chat right now and you'd be interested in this, maybe shoot Rolo a tweet. Um, I'm reaching out to other people as well that who I think are going to be more open to this. I you know I don't know if he's you know. Uh, but yeah, to spend I yeah. think actually might. I was going to say we're in Miami. Dude. I, like, I, I, just, I, was, I just had a, a study yeah. here that uh, was saying that like uh, men who are like not frugal, who would like overspend, they're like it's almost like fin dom, right? That were more willing to spend uh, above and beyond, like go take a line of credit out. Those guys had a higher instance of uh, uh, sexual partners. That wouldn't surprise me, but that maps on to what I was saying earlier. I don't think it maps onto what you guys are saying, mm-hmm. and that it maps onto a certain alpha trait. It maps onto what I'm saying is that it's a guy that's willing to fucking do what he needs oh, to, to get laid. He wants to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that but, spender could be a, a five for fucking nerd dude that like isn't the most attractive guy but he's willing to to invest time and resources to get laid all of them want to get laid i think it's who's willing to like move to brickle or south beach or move to west or who's willing to go and who's willing to go and physically be there i think that's the difference and i think where the delta is the difference between the guys getting laid and the ones who aren't are the ones because we do so many things virtually now Uh i think it's the ones who are willing to go where the shit is the guys who are willing to live in sixth street or live in mckinney sixth street in austin texas or mckinney avenue in dallas sure. those guys who are willing to live there or be there all the time i agree with you the ones willing- chasing it yeah yeah but, but i will but but I I just, they all want to get laid sure but again to circle back because it feels like in these circles we talk about this is the these are the traits that are desired by women mm. and these are the things that women are going for for alphas but then when we look at who's actually having the sex is not actually those people so that like theory is totally broken i don't, I don't know i don't totally broken i think you just add logistics to the, the previous theory and then all of a sudden then, then you'll see because i bet you if we compared all those guys we would mm-hmm. find that the guys who have more money or willing to spend more money or are taller versus the shorter guys we're going to find that they have more partners that if, is probably if, true if but we control- all of them are going to outclass 
the people that aren't it, trying it so all, let, right? Let's just say we control for sex addicts. Mm -hmm. Just sex addicts. If we were to look at just those sex addicts, we find the ones with more symmetrical faces, more masculine features that are taller, have a V-shaped torso, and actually willing to spend more money, better, uh, more charismatic. Controlling for all these sex addicts, we find that they probably have a better ability. So I think and it's then, both. Well, all the descriptors that he just used for the alpha men, I don't know if that if women are necessarily if that's the most attractive thing for most women. I feel like women have a much broader taste than what he said. The symmetrical face, the V-shaped back, and all this other stuff. What do you think, chat? That that just seems like that's just so that just seems like he's talking about a cartoon character superhero version of um what an attractive male is. It, it sounds like he's talking about a G.I. Joe character. It's what matters on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, I would say most of the women that I've met and who I've spoken to are more attracted to personality than even looks. Like, most women, as far as I know, they want a mixture of a guy who, like, takes care of himself but is also like a caring, empathetic individual who's not, not going to be like an asshole. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody, even guys, don't want to be with assholes. And if you're funny, if you're a funny dude, then you're you're like literally, you're like rolling in it. partners the obese category three people at 9.3 yes but you also have to take into consideration there's going to be way more obese people than there mm -hmm. are going to be underweight people and they're simply just by the law of averages yeah but even if there were who cares like if you if there are way more obese people they're still having sex i, I don't think anybody in the audience cares like well fuck there's more I, of us I, like I, it's just I, I, think, I, I think because we're looking at like central limit theorem in this mm -hmm. the, the difference it doesn't seem like a big difference between eight and nine but if you were to look at it from a percentage standpoint it is a pretty significant difference does that make sense if we're because there's in that survey i guarantee you there's going to be some zeros and there's going to be some 50s you know uh, absolutely true which is why i'm glad the I have chip and nails calendar still outsells the dad bod calendar true but period. across most of the height continuum however there was little variation in mean or median number of reported sex partners well it depends on the person but i don't find anything attractive about arrogance yeah i think that that's across the board yeah i, I would say most reasonable people confident funny and attentive yeah exactly that's ex that's like most women I, I, I am yet to find a woman who's like, a six-pack. That's all I wanted a guy. Wait, there's a dad bod calendar? Yeah. I mean, that, and I think the whole dad bod trend is the biggest indicator that women are less interested on a guy who's like chiseled than a guy who just, you know, who just looks like a regular guy but is a good person, you know? Like, I would say, I would say most women, I, I mean, from... I, and I'm I'm not putting words in women's mouths, okay? But I'm saying, like, from the conversations I've had with women, if they had to choose between, like, let's say, The Rock and the guy who played Jim Halpert in The Office, John Krasinski, okay, they would go for John Krasinski over The Rock. I don't know. That's just, you know, or Arnold Schwarzenegger versus, uh, you know, you'd go for The Rock? Really? See, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. So, okay. Let me do a test then. 
Okay. Chat. One for The Rock. Two for John Krasinski. Jim. Okay, see, we got we got one Jim. Bunch of guys. Can you pull up John Krasinski? Yeah, I'll pull him up. That's John Krasinski. I mean, he he is like uh he's a pretty ripped dude. The Rock. Got some Krasinski. Two. Okay. Now. Both? Okay. Now, if you had to choose between Pete Davidson and John Cena. Okay. Pete Davidson and John Cena. One is Pete Davidson, two is John Cena. Looks like Drake Bell. Oh, thanks, Hoseman. Appreciate that. Yeah, I try. Okay, so we got some ones for Pete Davidson. Jack Black. I don't like Pete, so I would go with John. Neither one. Neither. <laughs> um, there be you're choosing them as a partner. of time talking about getting your money up getting your muscle up and then maybe like learning game what red pill spaces are those fresh and fit the problem is do you know of any other red pill spaces um i said the i can i say her name here i watch a lot of unfortunately uh, a lot of the just pearly thing stuff i've seen a lot of fresh and fit stuff i've seen a lot of clips of like tate i've seen a lot of like advice videos um from andrew and tristan um although their advice for being a woman is actually generally pretty good um but, the, but they did say the nine is not at the mall you're gonna meet the nine at certain parties you remember that that one clip that andrew tate had Location. the other thing is the other thing is mm -hmm. where are we right now we're in brickle we're in the mm -hmm. middle of the middle of the shit we're in denang right now sure. this is where the women are <laughs> yeah. do you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. like we're in the middle so so uh, while you're saying that we do prescribe logistics mm -hmm. I, I, have, okay. I have some pretty significant criticisms of the pickup community sure. logistics is one of my main ones logistics and not using social media at all two to marry you'd marry uh john cena how would you see him though location means you have you'd have to just trust that you're not marrying the heir or the ghost 
in the tallest building fish in Florida. Where the fish are. So, yeah. Well, not necessarily, because it could literally be just having a job where you're around a lot of women. It could be joining the right classes nurse, in high school. A male nurse. You have, like, a nurse. yeah, there's a girl I went to fucking high school and I fucking joined the fucking bullshit ass, uh, what is it, like the play choir. theater or yeah, whatever dude, after oh my school. God, choir, yeah. you get so and much. Holy shit. It's like 60 40. Totally yeah, to like yeah. women to men. And like when you're in those spaces, you're good. You have to be fucking. Unless you're literally hyper autistic, you're going to be fucking, right? The, the manager of the strip club. The, the male, the, bar, the bartender, the guy Cooks. who manages the Hooters. Yeah, for sure. Those mm-hmm. guys, the uh, what are they called? The uh, the bussers at the, the top end. Oh, uh, yes. The, the, the bussers yeah. at Wendy's or not Wendy's, at Secu- fucking Denny's or whatever. Security. The bussers hey, that live, the bussers that access, the bussers sure. at, at fucking Zook. Exactly. Yeah. Shout sure. out to my barbacks. Um, real quick. Let me, I'm going to hit these chats real quick and then Go we'll get to the next topic. So we covered the vasectomy. We covered the, the mating strategy, dual mating strategy. Uh, we covered divorce a bit. I don't know if you guys want to go deeper into it. Next is going to be promiscuity uh, well, from females. Sure. No way. Uh, hold, up, so hold, up. Angel goes, hold up. Hold uh, up. I just noticed something. Alpha in society, a.k.a. Mr. Do-It-All. Having a job. Manages the Hooters. Yeah. Access the bus. Sure. At, at fucking Zook. Exactly. If you guys want to go. Yo. Rolo. Rolo just got his feet out. He's got the buns out. He's got the dogs out. Look at him. He's going. He's going full wiki feet. He's just releasing releasing the feet pics. What? <laughs> what? Yo, Rollo, put those sneakers on, bro. Come on. Deeper into it. Next is gonna. He's lying and cheats, or doesn't he? Is always the opportunity. <laughs> if Rollo were single, this motherfucker would have AIDS. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like, bro, he'd have herpes <laughs> Uh, that's so stupid. If he was still on the table, I'm Italian. He's not. Okay, Sloan Fidel. Let's go. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, like I said before, just to keep the debate going and everything and we don't interrupt, uh, we're only reading $100 and up Super Chats. However... Oh, I I did. Yeah, that is true. I was I was barefoot in my own studio. I got to take advantage. We just put down new carpet. Right now, it's untouched, okay? It's like soft soft snow, like, like just fallen recently, freshly fallen snow, okay? know of any other red pill communities of course you can name the nameless one um but hey i'm interviewing I wanna, her on I wanna, the 24th yeah. i just want to point that out i want to point out also that the the red pill doesn't begin and end with fresh and fit or tate or her or myself even okay there, it's it's that's i think that's what's throwing everyone off right now so everybody sees one thing and they go oh that's what the red pill's about oh it's about vasectomies oh my god you know that's so one tweet or one image and one perception mm-hmm colors the rest of what you're talking about so up to this point we have a pretty good civil debate i think so right but so are you getting that from us or are you getting that from you, whatever podcast are you getting that from like a, a reddit you know forum are you getting that from a discord forum that's there's so much more to it than just like podcasts you, just what what we're i, mean, I feel popular. like everything that i've expressed so far i've mm-hmm. heard you say almost directly generally what mm-hmm. everything i've expressed in this debate like i've looked at videos I've but, got again, quotes, but, but again like mm-hmm. even, even the ripple like i've I've been doing this for close to 20 years. Well, actually a little over 20 years right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll even say right now, like it doesn't begin and end with me and it won't begin and would end you, with these guys. Would you either. say the term is a placeholder, like the term alpha male? Right. Red pill sure. is a, is a, cause I don't, I think people can be, there needs I, don't, to be a different I don't think term. Any, this is, yeah. this may offend some people. I don't think anyone can be red pill. I think you can be red pill aware. I think that's yeah. about it. Like the idea yeah. of all of us saying, hey, the likelihood of us getting divorced, but sure. cause us to have a prenup is red pill aware. Sure. I don't think anybody can be red what getting a prenup now is a red pill concept what are these guys this is so dumb it's i fucking hate the fact that i'm and they just literally just said that you can't even be you can't even follow their their fucking uh philosophy 
It's impossible. You can be aware of it, but you can't follow it. Family structure, and the other one is let's not get fucking used by these three o fours, and they're just they're they're just fire and ice, just mm. blasting each other. And for Sneeko, it's way further in the let's create the family structure. Mm. And for a lot of these guys who have no sexual uh, prospects whatsoever, it's like let's not get used by the three o fours. And these two forces are pushing against each other, which is causing what these divisions and this debate. That's I think, why I think that's it's why it's so hard to give an elevator pitch for the red pill. Because sure. it's uh, there's so much like there's guys who just want to get their dick wet, okay? Then there's guys who want to be on their game and they want to they, maybe they want to start a family, right? Maybe there are the guys who are already in a marriage, a sexless marriage, and they want to figure out how to get their wife to have sex with them again. There's so much going on, like that's the thing that just drives me insane. Yeah, Rolo has been doing this before social media. He's been doing this for a while. He's like, I guess he's the uh, so-called OG of this space. Bill awareness. Sure. And All that's right. fine. So um, real quick, before we get into the next topic, which is going to be female promiscuity and how it affects them for pair bonding and or marriage or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, just so you guys know, June 2nd, we're going to have an event with uh, Value Tainment oh, and wow. Adam Sosnick over at the SauceCast. Uh, I do not miss hanging around people like this. Wait, you hung around people like this? When did you hang around? Oh, you touched my ta-la-la. Mmm, my ding-ding-dong. When did you hang around people like this? I'm curious. Um. Anyway, that was interesting for what it was worth. Uh, what's Mudahar talking about? Oh, he's playing Zelda. That, my friends, is what I'm trying to do. So, you guys, have you guys played Zelda? Should I get Zelda? This is literally the type of people I was friends with in my 20s when I did not know better than these types never change. You know, I was never friends with these guys. These kinds of guys. I always stayed away from them. I always thought they were weirdos. They were like, I always thought they were like hyper obsessed with like fucking, and that always seemed so weird to me. That always seemed so fucking weird to me. Um, what's up? Oh, okay, one sec, hold up. Let me put. I'll put this back real quick and come right back. Different mammals have different amounts of uh, investment for the males. Uh, and so what, the thing is with Homo sapiens, do I believe in pair bonding? I believe that the way Homo sapiens, this is the way Dr. Buss describes it. It is a lifetime of, poly, of polygamy. Oh, no, poly, polyandry. I'm sorry. Uh, polygyny, polyandry, poly, polygamy. Polygyny. No, polygyny is two, two, uh, two women and one man. Uh, polyamory. A lifetime of polyamory interspersed with small periods of monogamy. That's how I would answer the question. So there's not one total answer for it. Pair bonding uh, in the uh, Pleistocene times would be a man staying with his wife for at least three years until the child would be able to walk. Mm. Um, that part I do agree with. Do you uh, believe in like the oxytocin love chemical? Absolutely. And all that? Yes, yes. 100%. Okay, so here's a question that I have essentially around this pair bonding oxytocin thing. 
why would women have two contra indi indicatory uh, like reproductive strategies here? Why would she have oxytocin that bonds her to a party, but also be drawn to the alpha fucks, beta bucks reproductive? She has a higher reproductive cost. Great, great question. So the thing, you know, she has a higher reproduction cost. But the the, the reason why this is a, a relevant question is her cheating on her man does not afford her more. Remember David Buss's article. Mm -hmm. It does not afford her more children. She does not have. She could have the most children possible by aligning with one alpha male. Just to use that term, one alpha male, and then having as many children as with every two or three years. That would be the the for her to have the highest level of offspring. Where we're probably going to separate is I believe in the mate switching strategy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I think she's cheating to find better sperm. He may say something to the effect of he's cheat she's cheating to have sperm and then have the other beta be cucked. I don't know, but that's that's the answer. That the, one it's of those two things strategy. Would be the put it that way. Yeah, one of those yeah. two things would be the answer. Well, the other sure, thing is, is you, have to, you have to define like what is reproductive success for female and the male okay so for reproductive success for that woman is quality i want to find the guy who's the best quality guy that i can get he's got to be you know like i said the 666 right you know six foot tall everything else he's got to be the best quality guys are scattershot again it's the r and the k reproductive uh, reproductive models i guess okay men tend to be much more r selected women are k selected meaning that they're going to want to be more because they have to well they, for the have, selection i think that refers to the species i don't yes, think it, refers it does to, it does it does but yeah. what, what i'm saying is if, if you were going to like translate it from like what's what's men's reproductive strategy versus what's women uh, men you know we're, we're ejaculate and evacuate right it's it's get in get the job done and go because for one one ejaculation we have like a million sperm so it's scattershot right for women it's one it's it's the it's the what is it a sperm is a, a sperm is cheap and it, it's, the, it's, the way the way so it's a parental investment mm -hmm. hypothesis mm -hmm. the way you said it before is there's so much less investment necessary for a man than mm -hmm. for a woman and so for a man to pass on his genetics Qua a a quant quantity of women would be more important than quality and for women to be the opposite. Well, so, in, in a pragmatic sense, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's the most ethical. I'm not saying it's immoral. I'm not saying whatever. I'm just yeah, saying in the most pragmatic sense. I understand sense. all of that. Okay. okay, I'm going to bring all of this crashing down, okay? okay? I hear that we talk about this as a theory a lot. I don't think anybody is a proponent of this theory anymore. Um, you brought up Bus, and I know that you said you have contentions with Bus's current work. It's because he no longer believes in this kind of like dual selection strategy. Um, and do then, you, so do you been, believe in a, a mate switching strategy? No. You don't um, believe in a mate switching strategy. I think that when I, when I looked up data for what were the most reproductively advantageous ways to conduct oneself throughout all of human history, humans seem to practice something called serial monogamy. So we mm -hmm. date, we break up, we date, we break that, up. That's what Monkey I described. Yeah. And that is, not only is that what we tend to practice, um, that is the most successful reproductive strategy. Yeah. Um, but that's the, a mate switching strategy. It Well... It, but it's not like you dump somebody uh, immediately just to like upgrade because that I don't think there's any evidence for that. There's no well, data for that. The thing is, how how do you make data for upgrade? Do you do you see what I'm saying? Like sure. So well, so here are some things that people measure. So one thing is um, EPP. I think it's called extra pair partners. Um, when people do broad research in society and they try to find like how many people are having these extra pair partners, how many people are married to the beta bucks hey. and then fucking the alpha guys for the genetics, um, the highest rate you can find. What did I miss? Uh, I uh, sorry, we, we were having some issues with the mic, so I had to run back and fix it. Uh, worry that the you guys are still talking about Rolo's feet. You didn't miss? I didn't miss anything. I'm gay, and I have never been in a room with this many men without a woman present. This is uh, pure testosterone. That's all it is in this room. That, and that's not a good thing, okay? <laughs> Cats are in heat. 
yep. when they're in their mm-hmm. estus, right? You find the cat that's screeching and then you fuck them and you have a kid and then you peace and you can get a lot of cats pregnant that way, I imagine, if you're a tomcat and you're trying to fuck a lot of cats. Yeah. But for human females, the only way to ensure actual reproductive success is because they don't give any cues externally about the status of their fertility is to just stay with one and have sex over long but, periods but of time. But there are stud- still studies that show that women act differently when they are all, they are. There are not. There are studies that show that women have different preferences sometimes when they, they are on different parts. That, yes, but it's whether or not they act on those. And this is the importance of measuring extra, um, extra partner pairings, is that you can ask a woman, do you think that certain men are more attractive at different parts of your mm-hmm. period, um, or at different parts of your ovarian cycle, or your, your cycle, basically? Menstrual and women will say yes, but they don't actually act on it. So you're, you're just saying that these are preferences, but they don't act on it. Because there's a study, again, at the end of... Uh, uh, I don't know. These guys... From men that they cheat with than men that they don't cheat with. And that was part of the reason why the dual mating strategy uh, came about was because of those studies. And there's also there's also some... <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Dr. Marty Hazelton. I've been using her work since the very earliest days. Also a student of Dr. David Dr. Buss. Buss. Okay. Uh, and so... Uh, in her, she's got a book called Hormonal, and it's it's basically the ovulatory shift. Because what we're talking about here is ovulatory shift. Okay, so mm-hmm. when we talk about the dual mating strategy, ovulatory shift proposes that when a woman is in her uh, proliferative stage, when she's in the ovulatory stage, she's looking for a guy with more masculine features. She's looking for the guy who's going to like slit throats, right? When she's uh, has had the what? I have never in my entire life met a woman who was like, I want the guy who's going to slit throats. Give it, give it to me. Where's the guy who slits throats? Please, please murder me. Uh, I have never in my entire life ever, ever heard a woman say that. Why do they act like they care about women's studies, but they don't take the time or care to care about women? Yeah. they. So see, this is, this is a good point. They don't care about women. They care about possessing a woman or taking a woman. Does that make sense? Like the whole thing is about sex. It boils down to sexual philosophy. They're just interested in getting laid. And they just have different strategies of how men should act in order to get laid. And they never take into consideration that most women are not attracted to the shit that they're talking about. Like 90, and I hate, I hate to like, I hate to uh, uh, say this to like generalize it this much, but I would say, I would go as far to say that 90, 95% of women are absolutely turned off by everything that these guys do. Now, when it comes to the self-help aspect of the red pill of like men becoming more in touch with themselves and, and their nature, that stuff works for guys. But when it comes to the pickup artist game aspect of it, it doesn't work. Um, so non-doctors discussing the biology of women, mm, it's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Why is anyone listening to a man? Even if, if he's on their supply, listening to these men, they have clearly never met one. Um, they only care about them as objects. Yeah, as, exactly. Does their dad, that transition count? Anyway, the, the the whole point is like they're they're speaking to guys who are they're speaking remember they're speaking to guys who are essentially like driven by this biological need to have as many partners as possible 
And they're talking to them like hypergamy, all this shit of like how you achieve it. What's game? How you get to that point? And like I said, 99% of it isn't practical advice. The self-help like life advice is good of like, get your shit together, be disciplined, you know, do this and that, focus on this. Like that works, but the pickup game aspect of it is just absolutely delusional and will not work 99% of the time. Like the whole thing of saying like, oh, you got to look a certain way for like it, it, it just takes into account how men find other men attractive, right? There's that whole idea of, uh, and I saw really a massively viral TikTok maybe over a year ago that like, like put it into contrast of, uh, of what men found attractive, physically attractive and what women found physically attractive. And they put like, uh. Liam Hensworth, right? Like working out with like his triceps and all of his muscles like bulging, right? And then they put a picture of Pete Davidson, right? And I've seen, I mean, look, uh, Chris Hemsworth or uh, I think it was Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Like he's there. He's like gonna, the two brothers are objectively like attractive men, right? But I would say they fit more of like the male paradigm of what's attractive than the female, and I'm just saying that that's what guys want to be. They they aim to be like these huge muscly dudes, right? As a female, I can confirm that I don't look for throat slashing men when I ovulate. Yeah, I would imagine that you would in fact stay as far away as possible from men like that. Uh, you would see them and you would run the other way uh, <laughs> as far as possible. And then you see the third brother and you're like, what happened? Did they waste the good genes on the twins? Is that what happened with that family? I've never seen the third Hemsworth. Let me see. The third Hemsworth. Oh, man, I feel bad for him. He's not even as tall as him. Ah, oh, geez. That sounds... Uh, damn, he was cursed. Damn, I feel bad for this guy. Ah, oh, jeez. Man. They wasted all the good genes on these two. <laughs> They're twins, right? If I'm not wrong. He was awesome in Westworld. How you doing, Brighty? Watch him be the only one who can hold a relationship. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me see. Third Hemsworth. Chris. What's his name? Let's see. Let's see how long he's been married. Luke Hemsworth. Career. There's no personal life. Spouse. Oh, he got married in 2007. You're right. You're right. He has been married since 2007, has four children. This is so crazy. You're right. He is. He has been. <laughs> That's so crazy. He's been married for 16 years. Looks don't matter. No, they don't.
Books do not matter. It's the superficial stuff, yeah. The hell's Tattoo Gate? Oh god, 22 minutes about a, a video about a tattoo? Jesus Christ, I can't. It left. Yes, your $180 consultation affords you three questions. If you have any more questions, you're going to need to upgrade to a different consultation package. The next step up is $499, and you get to ask three more questions. If you've been on TikTok at all this week, you've most likely come across videos about Tattoo Gate. As you guys know, a few months ago we had Lash Gate, and then there was even Cake Gate, and now everyone's talking about Tattoo Gate, and I gotta say, Tattoo Gate might be the most outrageous gate to happen this year. Someone on TikTok came forward with their nightmare experience with a tattoo artist, and when you hear the details of what happened, you're gonna be shocked. It's a mess, so let's get into it. Last week on TikTok, someone named Running Mama Boys posted a three-part series about her experience trying to get tattooed by an artist. Trying is the most important word here because despite how much money this poor woman paid, ink never touched her skin. She started off by saying that she found this Sorry. really talented local artist. She liked the work on her Instagram account, so she reached out to book in for a consultation. Here's the first red flag. The artist told her there would be a consultation fee. I booked a consult with her a couple months ago. Consult was non-refundable. It was $180. That was listed on our website. That's fine. I paid that. We had a Zoom consult on Friday. Now, I don't know if this is normal in the tattoo world, but usually consultations are free. They help you meet with the person you're wanting to hire and see if they're a good fit without financially committing first. I know there are some cases where certain businesses ask for a consultation fee and it varies wherever you go, but usually free consults are used to try and get customers and build some kind of trust before committing. So at this point I'm thinking, okay, maybe the consultation is like sitting down with the artist to plan the whole tattoo and her giving the customer a rough sketch that ultimately comes off the total price of the tattoo. But nope. The artist then proceeds to tell her that there would be a design fee and she could pick from three outrageously priced design packages. I showed her these uh, reference photos as to what I wanted for a half upper arm sleeve. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I said I wasn't really picky on what kind of flowers I wanted. I wanted the fox to look like he was running. Um, foxes were my favorite animal. I said I wanted some watercolor on the fox. The flowers were just gonna be whatever she thought would look good. Um, she then proceeded to tell me after I had already booked my, I paid her the consult. She told me that she had these three options for her design fee. So she charges a design fee to design her tattoos. So the first option was 1500. This is fucking nuts. This is kind of nuts. I've never had this happen to me when I got tattoos. $1500 plus tax and you get um a $1500 step sketch and you can make one minor change and then a final design that you'll review. Um concept the option number 2 was $3500 plus tax um where you get two concept sketches and a couple changes and um a final design review again and then option 3 was $6000 plus tax where you would get multiple sketches and lots of reviews and lots of changes and like a canvas of your concept. At first, I kind of thought that that price was going to then be taken out of the final cost of my tattoo, but then I find out that it was not. Um, I was still kind of blindsided, didn't really know what to say. Um, she asked which con which option worked best for me. Obviously, I picked number one because like it's super expensive. And she had these pictures, so I was confident that she was going to make me a beautiful piece. So Monday rolls around and she sends me this. This is her concept sketch. It is nothing like what I sent her. It's nothing like what I wanted. I emailed her immediately to tell her that I wanted a full fox. I wanted a tail. I wanted the fox to be the main feature. I want to be less flowers, more fox forward. Um, and I said, I know I picked option one, but this isn't what I had asked for with my picture. Yeah. She said that if I wanted another sketch, she was going to charge me the difference between option one and option number two, which is $2,260. This is, yeah, this is straight up bullshit. Uh, you've left your deposit after your consultation. Have you guys had to do that with tattoos? I just got this one. I, I didn't have to do a deposit. Didn't have to do consultation fee. Nothing. Same with this one. Same with the one on my back that I'm getting removed. I had one here that I covered up. You guys may remember. You could you could see it in my old videos. 
it is a scam. But I've never heard of it. Is a consultation fee? Tattoo artists are charging that? That should be illegal for tattoo artists to charge that. Um, at this point, I would have just walked away. Yeah, you got to shop around. 100%. Yeah. You got to shop around. You got to see somebody who's going to actually do the work that you're looking to get done. Who's reputable. You said it was my fault that I wasn't clear that I wanted a full box. Needless to say, if, the, if somebody's asking you to spend thousands of dollars on a tattoo, that's that's a scam. Or if they're, or if it seems too cheap, that's a scam too. Um, they should be very transparent, and it should be like usually it's like an hourly rate is what you're working with, not a flat rate for the tattoo. My consultations have always been free, but things may have changed. I don't know. This was like about a year ago. This was just about a year ago that I got this. I'm going to get another one because I'm going to close this out. Most of these are like diva tattoo artists that watched one too many episodes of Inked or Miami Inc. I don't know how you can run a successful business doing this to people. But like, honestly, these are the two pictures I sent her, both full fox, both in the same position. I don't know how much clearer I could have been. So at this point, she's out over $1,600 just for a drawing of something that she doesn't even want. And the artist wants to charge her even more money to correct her own mistake. Like the reference pictures the customer sent to her don't even resemble the final sketch the tattoo artist did. And there's no- This is the hugest red flag when it comes to a contractor. They deliver something you didn't ask for. And then they immediately try to start charging you more. I can tell you that from experience. Because that's, that's I don't know if they if they do this on purpose. I assume that they do- um, honestly, I, I, maybe I'll give them a little bit of, maybe I'll be a little bit charitable with them. Maybe they don't do it on purpose. Maybe they're just that bad. I mean, either way you look at it, it sucks. They're either trying to milk you for as much money as possible, or they're trying to, or they just suck and they can't do what they promised you in the first place and are just trying to overcharge you, which is just insane. Um, yeah, like too many situations, too many situations like this. Just see if you, if you start See, that's why you can't pay that much money out the gate. With like usually with with situations like this, you'd have to pay half up front and half after, or you'd have to have them send you a sample. If they really want money, then say, "Hey, I'll give you like 150 and you send me a sample of what you're going to do." And then you just move on, right? Then it's like that video we watched a while back of the the speed tattoo artist was accepting trades slash crab legs for subpar tattoos exactly. Yeah, so if it's overpriced, it's a red flag if it's underpriced by so much it's another red flag right um no way that simple quick sketch is worth six roofing companies are fun oh yeah trust me trust me trust i uh there's a there's somebody somebody i know had to have their roof redone okay they quoted them a certain price they tore up the whole roof disappeared for a whole week okay and then they were like well it's going to be more expensive than we expected. Like, you know, when the person called them back, they're like, it's going to be a little more expensive than we expected. We're going to have to, you know, charge you a little more. Uh, there was a lot of like uh, a lot of damage under the roof that we're going to have to fix. Right. And then they just start pulling. Right. It's the same. It's, it's I fucking hate. I hate it when people do that. $1,600. Unfortunately, it only got worse from here. When the customer told the artist that's not what she asked for or showed her in the reference photos, she sent this long email pretty much trying to tell the customer that's what she wanted and claiming she captioned her vision just fine. The customer oh then explains God. that- Oh my God, you cannot be a sensitive artist when it comes to this shit. 
You're doing something permanent on someone's body. You can't do it. You can't be this sensitive. Uh, at this point, she's not out $1,600 like I said earlier. She's actually out over $2,600 because the artist asked her for an additional $1,000 to secure her appointment. I have a contract from a roofer that I pull out and laugh at sometimes because I thought I was going to sign it. What if I told you that I had an awful situation with a contractor and they tried to get me to sign a contract that I wouldn't, that first, I, I wouldn't, uh, like, they, they tried to essentially get, like, they knew they fucked up, okay? And they, they were like, please don't sue me. And they tried to get me to sign the contract. And I was like, no, bro, that's not going to work. Like, just finish the job, please. Like, do it and do it right. You know what I mean? Like, so now I paid her um, uh, $2,695, the consultation, the design fee, plus a $1,000 deposit for my actual tattoo date to book that. And um, she's telling me that she wants another $2,260. In order to just redraw my sketch, even though I told her, I sent her the pictures and showed her exactly what I wanted. She's saying it's my communication skills and that I didn't communicate exactly what I wanted. So you can. Um, bit more, I guess. I I have to I have to you know I have a limit, but I do want to go a bit more. Pause to read my response to her. I tell her that I don't think it's a good business practice, and that she should make her clients aware before they book a consultation that you're going to ask for a design fee on top of the tattoo fee. So we have over $2,600, no ink on her skin, but this artist wants an additional $2,260 to draw another sketch for her. The email says, $2,000 for a sketch? How are you not ashamed? A tattoo is such a commitment of time and money and my and any hesitation I had with an artist, I looked for someone else. Exactly. Exactly. What are you getting tattoo for the rest of your arm? Uh, it's going to be like this tribal abstract like not i don't know if it's going to be similar to this but i was thinking of going with like similar shapes or something going up my arm um i like it you know the fact that this lady continues to still pay the artist is baffling to me so i'm going to assume that the reason why she's paying the artist is either she has a lot of money and doesn't care about the money uh or it's someone else's money because if it's anybody spending their own hard-earned money for this, they're going to stop, okay? At the first, like, 250 or even $2,000, like, they're going to say, no, I'm out. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's just a sleeve. I'm going to do a sleeve, and I'm removing the one on my, on my left shoulder blade because the sleeve is going to come up over here like this, and it's going to be, and I'm, yeah. Anyway. That will look cool, Dennis. You got the bamboo. Yes, the bamboo on the right. That's that one. That's the bamboo. And this is regular. I may get this one touched up. Just redone. Just because it's been... It's been 12 years since I got this. You're supposed to pay up front just a deposit, possibly. Yeah. You have a back tattoo? I do. Yeah. It's like... Mo you can't even see it anymore. It's mostly faded now. Oh, Frosty's going to do questions for me. I've never paid for a tattoo up front. I've, I've showed them. I have the money, but I ain't paying until I see the final product. Yeah. Yeah. Does she get to keep the sketch after paying for it that much? See, that's the crazy thing. Like after, after she pays for that sketch, that same artist could just turn around and tattoo that on someone else. Right. 
The Design Collab is an optional service for those clients that wish to have more influence on the tattoo design and opportunities for feedback and making changes. At no point were you obligated to move forward with anything. You said you wish to be tattooed sooner than later, and so I recommended you book your tattoo appointments, but it was your call to make. Like I had told you, the typical protocol would be to send the deposit and schedule the tattoo appointments once we work through the design process. I let you know that my summer appointments were very limited and you wanted to get tattooed sooner than later. I didn't force you into anything. There were suggestions based on your needs and scheduling preferences. If you did not want to purchase a Design Collab package, you would have been offered the opportunity to go straight into the booking process. A deposit would need to be sent to book your appointments, so the same as you did to book your tattoo sessions with a design collab, except you wouldn't have had the opportunity to see the design ahead of time or make any changes. And I was never told that that fee was optional. She presented me with three options, asked me which one um, I was most comfortable with. I should have walked away at that point. Um, that's on me. I'm that person that will eat the wrong meal that comes to me at the restaurant and thank you for a bad haircut and all that stuff. So honestly, that, that is on me. But I feel like she could have been clear from the get-go. I didn't know there was an option four. She never went over option four. She wrote one, two, three. Those were the options that she gave me. Then the artist has the audacity to put down the reference photo she had and suggest if she doesn't have the money to pay for another redesign that maybe she shouldn't get a tattoo right now. What an asshole. What an asshole. Yes, uh, tattoo removal is essentially a laser that breaks down the ink. So the mo from the moment you get a tattoo, your body immediately starts breaking it down and it moves. the. That's why it fades over time. It's not even the sun exposure or that other stuff, but it's your body naturally, the white blood cells just pull piece blobs of the ink and you just pee it out that's uh, but what a laser does is it breaks it into finer it breaks the ink into finer pieces and your body just gets rid of it faster it takes like a year and a half i think i've done like seven sessions i have uh three more i'm probably going to do a few extra afterwards uh there is one tattoo removal process it's like two laser sessions um but the one i'm doing is like 10 and she goes on to say that um, regarding my reference material, that it looks like other foxes. She didn't like the position they, they were in, and the one looked like it was um, scooting when they get an itchy back end, which I'm really sure that the artist that made those tattoos would be happy to hear that that's what she thinks their work looks like. And that, like, if it's my financial um, situation that I can't afford to pay for this um, redesign, then I should maybe, like, look at getting a tattoo in the future. Um, it's not that, it's not that I don't have the finances for it. It's that I can't give her any more money when I feel like I wasn't um, up being, she wasn't up front with me from the beginning. So then I call her out for not telling me that there was a fourth option and asking her if she's going to give me a refund because um, I didn't get that option from the beginning. And to top this lovely experience off, the artist told her she wouldn't be refunding anything and she was pretty much out of luck. So then she says, like, am I saying I would? God, what? That's an awful person. I would rather have not seen the design ahead of time. Um, and we would have ended up in the same situation where I didn't like the sketch. And you know what? Maybe that would have happened, but at least I would have still had my $1,600 that I paid for the design. Um, if I'm going to end up in the same situation anyways, I'd rather keep my $1,600 um, and see the design day of and decide I don't like it then. When I thought that I had to pick one of those three options or not get this tattoo that I've been looking forward to, I did pick option one. I did. Um, and like I said in my last video, that's on me. So she says she is not going to refund me anything. Um, she has she's not going to do her give me her creativity for nothing that you know 10 minute sketch of that fox that she sent me that looks nothing like the pictures i sent her she wants to be paid for that and um she's keeping all my deposits and everything and these series of videos have gone absolutely viral with over 8 million views combined and so many people who have tattoos and have experience working with tattoo artists are commenting being like never in my life have i ever heard of needing to pay 2600 dollars before ink even goes on your skin here's what people had to say i'm 70 percent covered in ink i've never had an artist charge for a concept or a consultation run i'm fully covered in tattoos from multiple artists i've never heard of a consult fee let alone design fee after consult i put a deposit down i have like 75 percent of my body tattooed from artists literally all over the u.s and canada never have paid for a consult tattoo artist here that's literally insane she probably put that sketch together in under 20 minutes and charged $1,500. Now keep in mind, the girl who made these videos never once mentioned who this artist was, where she worked, what city she worked in, nothing. People. Oh, no way. They found out who she was. 
on TikTok ended up finding it out all on their own, and now even more people have come forward with their horrible experiences working with this tattoo artist. One girl said she's out $4,000 for a small tattoo and even had the cops called on her. I guess it was only a matter of time before somebody else came out with a story about this same artist. So uh, I'm gonna share my story about how I was basically scammed out of $4,000 from this same artist. Yeah, we had a consultation that I wanted my- How do you pay that much money without even getting the tattoo? My shoulder and up into my collarbone here. So I have uh, birds that I wanted covered. And so she, at the time it was a, she only did phone uh, consults. So uh, over the phone- It sounds like a scam artist that doesn't even do the tattoos. We discussed the design, you know, floral and that sort of thing. And um, she quoted me $1,700 for that tattoo. Again, going here and up to here. And she said 50% deposit due, so $850. So I e-transferred her the $850. Now, almost immediately after I got pregnant, so we had to postpone. And then when I was not pregnant, uh, she said she had a head injury, so blah, blah, blah. Anyways, appointment time finally comes uh, and it's December, 2022 now, okay? And a few days before the appointment, she calls me to go over the design. And she says, hey, I'm not, um, I'm not gonna be able to do the birds. Like I can't cover it with the design. So we're just gonna do the shoulder. And I was like, well, that's not what we had discussed and what I was quoted. Um, and so I gave some other suggestions about like coming up to my neck and that sort of thing. Uh, and she said, if you want to change the design, then you have to pay a whole new consultation. Now keep in mind- Why are people going so hard for the, like so desperately trying to get tattooed by this person? What's their credibility? I mean, who's recommending them? What I, I mean, the, the, you'd think that this is like the the Leonardo da Vinci of fucking tattoos from the way that people are like, oh wait, no, no, I have to work with you. No, 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 no. I gave you eight hundred and fifty. You want you want five thousand dollars? Sure, here's my money. Like, how would you? What kind of reputation does this person have? This is right after she changed the design. Uh, she said, if I don't like the new plan, I can cancel and I would lose my $850 deposit. This is scam, up and down. And so obviously I felt completely obligated to, uh, so a couple days later, the appointment comes, I show up at 9 a.m. appointment time, and uh, this lovely human doesn't even start until close to 1 p.m. She tattoos me for two and a half hours, gets the outline done, and then she says that she has to leave to pick up her kids. And uh, then she says <laughs> that she charges a daily rate and that I owe her $1,900 for today. For two and a half hours. Um, and I said, uh, you quoted me 1700 She says, I didn't quote you anything. Because it was a phone consultation. So it's my word against hers at this point. Hello. Yeah, what's up? Oh, hey, you want to say hi? Come here, say hi. I am still on. You want to say hi? Yeah. Here, folks, Raven wants to say hi. Where am I looking? Right here. Hello. Where am I looking? Right there. That's it. That's it right there. Hello. They were Hello. saying you look great. Me? Thank you. Saying, I don't feel so great. <laughs> <laughs> she says she doesn't feel so great. Yeah. Where are you? Where? This stuff's like all over the place. How? What are you looking at? You're looking like 10,000 The chat. Things. The screen I'm, I'm watching. Oh, my God. And that's the broadcast. This that's is manage the broadcast. an actual depiction of ADD. There's like 10,000 things going on here. And it's not properly organized, but yeah. And such is life. They're saying you're stunning. Aw, thank you. Thank you. Where am I? Where is that? Raven, you are stunning. Aw, thanks. And yes, I'm walking. I'm also falling better, more gracefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm better at falling, like a toddler. Nice. Um, Yeah, so... I just had a question about okay. what you want to do. All right. I guess I'm going to end no, it a little. No, you don't have to. I'm, there's so many people still. 
Oh yeah. Okay, one sec. So I'll keep I'll keep this playing. I'll come right back. I'm all right, sorry. folks. She says I didn't quote you anything, and I said, but you asked for fifty percent of the cost, which is eight hundred fifty dollars, and that's why I sent you the eight hundred fifty dollars deposit. She said, nope, that's just my deposits. I charge a daily rate. So if you don't want to have the cops called on you, you need to pay me seven nineteen hundred dollars today for two and a half hours worth of work. So at this point. I paid her $180, $850, and now $1,900 for an outline. Two and a half hours worth of tattooing actual work. I said, okay, well, I'm gonna go back and I'm just gonna tell her I'm not paying her any more money. I'm gonna get it finished and then tell her I'm not giving her any more. $3,000 is more than enough. Went to the next tattoo appointment in January and she does about three and a half hours more work, just over three hours uh, to get it finished, get the details. Now I'll show you what it looks like so you have an idea. So this is the finished tattoo, okay? I told her I'm not paying uh, any more money. You have $3,000 already. Um, she says if I don't pay, that she's gonna call the cops. Um, I leave, she calls the cops, <laughs> of course. And um, not only that, she takes my driver's license with my personal information and she sends it to every tattoo artist that she knows and tells them that I don't pay and tries to get me, get me blacklisted. All these tattoo artists are sharing on their Instagram stories my driver's license and saying that I skip out on paying and I'm a criminal. And she showed in another TikTok that all these tattoo artists are sharing her driver's license around Instagram, literally doxing her. Your Ontario driver's license says your full name, your birth date, your home address, and even your height. Like that is so incredibly dangerous, not to mention embarrassing for this poor customer who overpaid in the first place and was actually scammed. Tons of tattoo artists switch. on TikTok have been posting parodies of this whole situation, pretty much confirming this lady's business practices are outrageous and unheard of. Hey, uh, I wanted to have a consultation with you about maybe doing a tattoo for me. Great, please send $180 into the listed account. Oh, what's the $180 for? Is that a deposit for the tattoo? No, that's how much it costs to talk to me. Huh. You have one question left. One question left? Yes, your $180 consultation affords you three questions. If you have any more questions, you're gonna need to upgrade to a different consultation package. The next step up is $499, and you get to ask three more questions, but also send me a reference photo. If you want me to actually look at the reference photo when designing your tattoo, it's an extra $99. Now, before this tattoo scammer went private on Instagram, someone got a screenshot of a post she made talking about some course she took and how she's made all this money from the practices she learned in the course, writing, I'm so thankful to have learned this process from you at Russ About in the Tattoo MBA via Launchpad community. I made an extra $17,000 in the last four weeks on design collabs alone. The process works if you believe in it. Obviously, it helps to also have the best mentor ever. And the Launchpad course commented and said, $17,000, amazing. And Russ commented, I'm thrilled for your results. Someone asked her how much she was charging, and she said, I offer three different tiered services. Option one is $1,500, option two is $3,500, option three is $6,000. The client can choose which option suits them based on their needs and values. So then people went to this guy's Instagram and were like, hey, why are you teaching people this outrageous business model, which is pretty much ripping off customers and making the tattoo community look bad? Russ ended up hosting an eight-part series explaining his business model, his course, and his overall thoughts on this whole situation. You paid for a service you expected and did not receive. That is not something that I or anyone in the tattoo community stands for. I am sorry. So what happened on TikTok? I ran a business course for tattoo artists where I had students meet with me once a week for 12 weeks. Throughout the time, I covered a number of subjects, including studio business models and management, positioning, branding, marketing, leadership, and the general process that I go through as a business owner. I also covered the process of design collabs for my own studio, and many of the artists in my course loved the concept and wanted to try it out on their own. One of these artists ran into some major trouble this week when a client was unhappy with the service, communication, and rigid no-refund policy that the artist enforced. I think a lot of people who know me want to know more about what I think regarding the design shown in the video and the price the client was charged. In my course, I recommended considering options ranging from less concepts and revisions to more concepts and revisions. In my design collabs packages, all options would include and conclude with a rendered colored representation of the final tattoo design as it would appear on skin. All we see in the TikTok videos is a sketch. It looks like a rather quick sketch. What I see is a confused client who's simply wondering, is this normal? But all I kept thinking is, why didn't the artist just work with this client? If you're not going to refund all of it, why not at least refund your deposit or at least the design collab fee 
From the information I have, I believe the artist was unreasonably rigid with her policy and didn't express a respectable level of flexibility or professionalism when serving his client. You mentioned that you were seeking a refund in your earlier videos. I don't know if you've been successful in getting that, but if you feel it would be a good resolution to this mess, I'm willing to personally reimburse you for the price you paid to the artist. And while it's good that he's offering this lady a refund on his own, many people in the comments think his response wasn't good enough and think his course is doing more harm than good. One person wrote, start with teaching people when raising their prices, they need to also to raise their work ethic and experience the client will be having. Seems from the information given, all she was taught was to just charge more and make more money with no advances in her level of work or experience the clients are given. I understand everyone wants to make as much money as possible, but from what I have seen, your business model has nothing to do with the actual artwork being created. Just the greed that is starting to kill this industry and fill it with people that only see dollar signs. It turns out this tattoo artist from Tattoo Gate didn't even draw her $2,600 drawing herself. Someone on TikTok found the original artwork on, I think it was Etsy, and showed how this tattoo artist, if you can even call her that, most likely just took this art and traced it. Story time, hopefully one part, I'm gonna try to go as fast as I can. So um, I wanted a tattoo by this artist who I love, who's very talented on Instagram. I'm not, this has nothing to do with her talent as a tattoo artist, just kind of uh, the business practices that I've dealt with over the last 24 hours. We kind of talked about it a little bit. I said I wasn't really picky on what kind of flowers I wanted. I wanted the fox to look like he was running. Um, these three options for her design fee. So she charges a design fee to design her tattoos. At first I kind of thought that that price was gonna then be taken out of the final cost of my tattoo, but then I find out that it was not. I emailed her immediately to tell her that I wanted a full fox, I wanted a tail, I wanted like, no wonder she refused to make any changes. She probably couldn't because it was most likely Trace. Who knows if this supposed artist is even the true artist of any of her work at this point. Luckily, the story does have a nice ending for the lady who got scammed. A famous tattoo artist has been in contact with her, and he's flying her out from Canada to LA to do her fox tattoo just the way she likes it for free. I want to fix this. I've been working together alongside my sponsors, H2Ocean, and my manager, Jennifer Lee. And we are going to fly this young woman out to Los Angeles, California, and I am going to tattoo this fox. And because she's already on multiple thousand dollars, we're going to do this for free. That's right, completely free. I really just want to uh, fix the wrong oh, thing. And I also love tattooing foxes. <laughs> and she also came across very honest and genuine. And um, and she's a mother, and it's Mother's Day. So thank you, Jen Lee and H2Ocean, for helping me make this happen. And uh, stay tuned as I update you through the process. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I'm so happy that she's getting her tattoo after having to go through all of that and being out so much money. It's unfortunate that she had to deal with such an unprofessional tattoo artist in the first place, but I'm sure this new artist is going to make her something really beautiful that's not copied from Etsy. Anyways, guys, let me know what you think about everything down below, and I'll see you next time. Damn, that was crazy. I'm glad there's a happy ending to it, though. I'm glad that uh, she's getting the tattoo because the other option would not be good. Um, anyway, folks, I think I'm going to start hitting that old dusty trail. I want to be a part of the mic. I'm getting a little bit of anxiety not being out there. Uh it's a packed mic. There are a lot of people there. I want to be a part of it. I like doing the events. I, I just don't like being not being there. The FOMO is real. The FOMO is very real. Very real FOMO. By the way, you think Jimmy? You think Jimmy's pissed off with me? Jimmy Lee, you think he's pissed off with me? He stopped hitting me up after I made after I made the uh, after I said like how. He called me and that happened. He called me during sex. Probably. You think he's pissed off? <laughs> I should apologize to Jimmy. I'll apologize to Jimmy. I'll apologize to him. I'm glad he's doing good. He's so happy. I know, but I, I like being nice to everybody. I don't like having any bad feelings out there I'll uh I'll talk to I'll message Jimmy I'll apologize to him I'll see what's going on
Maybe he's waiting for me to text them. Yeah. Apologies are important. Yeah. He was very nice. When I met him, he was very nice. But, you know. All right. Okay. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, interview Jimmy instead of Rolo. I interviewed Jimmy already. I'll do another one with Jimmy. I'll do like a, a formal interview with Jimmy. Like I'm doing here. Um... But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to interview a bunch of different people. You guys are going to see it. Okay? I'll interview Raven too. Um But anyway, with all being said, I love every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm going to figure out the issue with the chat. I don't know what the hell is going on. This is like a temporary solution to have it up on the screen like this. Um But we'll figure it out. Yeah? All right, chat. Love you. Have an amazing evening. What's up, everyone? It's Tana Mojo, and we're still canceled. Our podcast, Canceled with Tana Mojo, is back, and my favorite clean girl, Brooke Schofield, is by my side. We've grown up ever so slightly since our last episodes, and we're so excited to dive back into what's going on in our personal lives, gossip about pop culture, talk about lessons we continue to learn, and bridges we continue to burn. It's going to be wild, hilarious, and probably a little bit messy. So pause whatever show you're listening to right now and go follow Canceled with Tana Mojo on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So you don't miss out on your weekly dose of chaos as we laugh at each other, laugh at our own lives, and maybe even give you a little advice along the way. Woohoo!